At Alina Health, we care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Something that parents of baby boys need to decide is if they want their baby to be circumcised. Some parents circumcise their sons because of religious or cultural or social reasons. Other parents decide not to circumcise because it may not be medically necessary, but the decision is certainly up to each family. My guest today is Dr. Arnold London. He's a pediatrician at Alina Health Bandana Square Clinic in St. Paul. Welcome to the show, Dr. London. So tell us a little bit about circumcision. Is it as routinely done as maybe it used to be, what are the benefits and or side effects from it? Well, circumcision is uh, a procedure that's been done since they were building the pyramids. Uh, It was a way to mark slaves indelibly at that time. Uh, And more recently, it's done for religious or ethnic purposes. Uh, It has benefits and risks. The benefits are primarily in the first 12 months of life. Babies who are circumcised are uh, only 10% as likely to get a urinary tract infection as if they are uncircumcised. And uh, about 10% of babies who are not circumcised in the newborn period later in life require a circumcision for medical problems related to the foreskin, such as uh, related to diabetes and infections. Finally, uh, getting a circumcision protects adults against contracting HIV infection uh, about 50% compared to not being circumcised. So it's better than any vaccine that is being developed. Uh, The risks are mainly bleeding and infection. Uh, Bleeding is most common if on the mother's side of the family there's hemophilia, which is a genetic bleeding disorder where you don't make clotting factors, and uh, the mother carries one defective X chromosome that can be given to the baby boy, and if that happens, then the baby boy can't clot well after incisions or injuries. Uh, In general, most babies with uh, hemophilia have a positive family history where the mother's male relatives have bleeding disorders. The other uh, risk is infection. Uh, Infection is very rare, as is significant bleeding after circumcision. Uh, I've been doing them for about 40 years and have never seen a significant infection that was in any way life-threatening. Tell us a little bit about the actual medical procedure of a circumcision that takes place at a clinic rather than at the hospital following the birth of the baby. Is there an advantage to one over the other? Uh, The procedures are identical, just the timing is different. Um, There are uh, some proponents of breastfeeding who recommend delaying circumcision until uh, after the breastfeeding is well-established at uh, 5 to 10 days of age. Uh, But that's uh, certainly debatable, and a lot of babies still are circumcised in the nursery. Uh, The procedure itself uh, is fairly brief. Initially, the baby has uh, oral uh, Tylenol given for pain control, and some sugar solution is usually given to the baby to drink, which helps with pain control as well. And then 
an injection of lidocaine is used to block pain in the penis area. It's given under the skin, and that's allowed to work for a minute or two before the procedure. Uh, during the procedure, uh, the foreskin is removed using uh, several different devices can be used, uh, uh, a clamp or a uh, Mogan clamp can be used, or a Plastibel can be used. Uh, in the clamp procedures, uh, there is nothing left on the penis after the procedure, and the skin edges are fairly well approximated. Uh, in a Plastibel procedure, a plastic ring is left on the foreskin with a ligature around the outside of it that causes the skin downstream from the ligature to fall off. And uh, the entire ring falls off at about uh, five to 10 days after the procedure. Uh, after circumcision, uh, with the clamp devices where there's nothing left on the penis, uh, the parents have to apply Vaseline every diaper change for about five days until the incision is healed. Uh, during that time, they watch for signs of complications, such as infection or bleeding. Bleeding's pretty uh, self-evident when it happens, but very rare. Uh, infection can be uh, noted by babies who, for example, stop eating well, uh, start having fever, or have redness go up the shaft of the penis from the incision. Uh, Something that is sometimes confused with infection is the fact that the head of the penis fre frequently becomes mattery and yellow like a scraped knee because of the procedure causing a little abrasion of the head of the penis. And that's totally normal and doesn't need any special treatment other than the routine application of Vaseline every diaper change for five days. So after the circumcision and parents are caring for the baby, just as you say, what is the difference for parents who choose not to circumcise in how they care for this new little baby's penis and teaching the baby on down the line what to do? Well, uh, the foreskin does not retract back behind the head of the penis in most children until they're 5 to 10 years of age. And so until that time, when it's easy to pull it back, nothing need be done at all about the underlying head of the penis. Uh, the foreskin is just treated like the rest of the body and washed with soap and water when needed, and uh, no special care need be done. Uh, only when it gets quite loose and it's easy to see the, the head of the penis through the pulled back foreskin is that the time when one would recommend starting routine uh, retraction and cleaning underneath the head of the penis. When somebody asks you for your advice on whether or not they should circumcise, is this painful for the baby? Will it create a stigma in their later life if we don't circumcise? What do you tell them? What is your best advice? Well, every 10 years or so, the American Academy of Pediatrics reevaluates the risk-benefit ratio of circumcision, about whether it's worth doing or not. And more recently, about a year ago, the last reassessment emphasized that the risks are much less significant than the benefits. Uh, it's a good idea to consider it, although it's totally up to the parents. Uh, 
We don't try to talk anybody into it. We just try to give them the facts of the benefits and the risks. So uh, if the father is circumcised and he wants his son to look like him, then that's a factor. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Uh, the uh, Some of the insurance payers, such as medical assistance, have stopped paying for circumcision about eight to ten years ago because they didn't consider it medically necessary. But I think they're going to reconsider that over the next few years as more and more evidence of HIV prevention uh, is presented. Wow, that really is amazing. And in just the last minute, if you would, just tell parents what you want them to know about circumcision and making that decision. Well, for some people, it's not much of a decision to make because their ethnic groups don't routinely circumcise, and that's fine. Uh, But if you're wondering about the risks and the benefits, that's really what drives the decision for most parents these days uh, who are willing to consider it. And I believe that the benefits outweigh the risks. Preventing HIV is a pretty cool benefit. Uh, Preventing urinary tract infections is uh, uh, desirable. And uh, there's more risk of doing circumcisions later in life. I do them up to two months of age, while most pediatricians do them up to two to four weeks of age. Uh, But doing them after a year of age has more complications. So it's better if you're going to do it to do it in the first month or two of life. And if you have any questions about whether or not to circumcise your baby, speak to your pediatrician, get the facts, get the information, and then make your decision as a family. Thank you so much, Dr. London. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.